and welcome to the best thing you watched this week. We've got Chris from Movies and Munchies and Ruben from the Ruby Tuesday. Thank you so much if you're tuning in. If this is your first time, you are most welcome. And if you are a repeated viewer, then uh, you are also most welcome. I think this is our 17th podcast. If We'd have to check, but we've been going a while now. Uh, since then, we've aged at least six years, I think. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technology has been giving us some issues even today. Uh, it's, it's, it's a weekly adventure, isn't it, Chris? Always, always. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to our Die Hard special, which uh, drops on December 25th, I think. A lot of people have been talking about whether they like it or don't like it, or even some other suggestions, which I thought is going to be it's going to be interesting talking about that. So I'm looking forward to doing that one. But this week, we have some interesting topics to talk about. And uh, Chris, would you uh, also hello? hello. <laughs> <laughs> Saying hello to everybody. Check Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, is there something that you would like to talk about? What's on your oh, list? Oh, well, yeah, you know, I guess we could probably talk about something. Um, something. And just, yeah, you know, just <laughs> anything. Uh, also, as a reminder, um, we will hit our news and the, the items that we're looking forward oh, to yes. checking out in the extra audio portion uh, that is only available on the podcast. So if you are watching us here on YouTube, be sure to go to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Anchor FM or Stitcher or name another one and uh, find us there. And if you could please rate and review us, that would do us a huge, yeah. huge help. Um, yes, does help. please. Yeah. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, just kicking off uh, this week. Uh, the, pro the top of my list was True Story. It's on Netflix limited series with Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes and if you're unfamiliar with this show, it, Kevin Hart plays a stand-up comedian who returns to Philadelphia, for which is his hometown, for like a homecoming show type of thing. He reconnects with his brother, who is a little troubled. Some decisions are made, which then cause a domino effect of terrible things to happen. And we get to just mm -hmm. see this dynamic. We get to see Kevin Hart make different decisions based on the stuff that comes into his life. And um, yeah, it's incredibly powerful, very engaging, um, but then also uh, not tough to watch, but tough to watch. I think maybe that's a, a good yes. way. And you you watched this as well. What did you think about it, Ruben? I did. Uh, I was blown away by it. Uh, I, with my new rating system, I gave it five Nicolas Cages out of five. So that gives you an idea. It, it is definitely crazy. It's much darker than mm. I expected it to be. And I went in thinking, I'm hoping that Kevin Hart's going to give us what he gave us in fatherhood. Uh, but he does that and so much more. And I think part of the reason for that is he's opposite his brother on screen uh, is wesley snipes who is a character that you kind of love yeah. to hate but also feel for at the same time which is a very interesting and juicy role i guess for an actor to play and wesley snipes has uh, come away since his blade days but if you go and check him out on imdb you'll see that he has some really juicy roles on imdb before he picked up the blade role before there you know was tax evasion and and issues uh but he's come a long way since then uh i feel like oh well done wesley snipes no i'm not being condescending at all i genuinely was really impressed with his role 
I think he's phenomenal in it. He has a lot of on-screen mm-hmm. presence, and so does Kevin Hart. So when you have them two together, trying to stay ahead of the situation that they've put themselves in, it's just like if you think twenty-four Jack Bauer a day it, it, that just gets wrong along the way, it just gets worse, and every time you get yourself out of an issue. It just it gets that much more worse. You complete you, you fix one thing, which brings another three things that go wrong. That's what this show is. It's also incredibly tense mm. from the beginning to the end. I was amazed that when there was downtime, I was still tense, kind of on the edge of my seat, even though it, there was nothing on screen that was meant to be tense. It's because of those situations that has happened before that has set that up. So you're always wondering what's going to happen, who's going to find out. Should I be rooting for these guys? I'm not sure. Are they the good guys? I don't know. But um, there is a third actor that I think we should talk about that I think a lot of people won't talk about. Um, because I don't think a lot of people know, but his character is amazing. I completely agree. I think you're talking about Gene, the character of Gene, behind the scenes Gene. Yes. Oh my goodness. So he plays this super fan for Kevin Hart's character. And the guy, Gene, is vulnerable and creepy and awesome. Like, throughout the show i mean it really they they build him and then the actor and i don't remember his name but he um theo Theo rossi Rossi. okay thank you he Mm. wow so we get to see you know during during the show i mean there are things that are revealed that make this super fan from the outside world look absolutely like a crazy stalker horrifying just like ooh bad news dude like i don't want to be anywhere near you but we're also mm. shown other instances of him which we then can tell we can balance out that information with what we see from him some conversations that we have and those conversations are they're so impactful i mean just because you get to hear his heart and you get to hear yeah. what motivates him and wow, he he shows in one brief little moment, like an amazing amount of character, um, heart, uh, valor, yeah. almost. I don't know um, the, the right words. It's a really interesting character because you think he is one thing, but at the end you find out he's more than that one thing. He is that one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about the moments uh, that... Because you don't see him that much, but when you see him, it's always kind of big. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of in the background, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess a super fan would be. But there's a moment, without doing spoilers, that for me was like a guttural punch. Uh, apart from hearing kind of his background mm-hmm. story, there is a moment where for me, I'd be like on Twitter, I'd be like, hashtag Gene is my hero. Uh, it, and then just blurt out a bunch of emotional <laughs> stuff afterwards and and, and and ruin it for everybody. But yeah, that moment, I was just like, dude, uh, I had, yeah, I had an emotional reaction at that moment. Yeah, which which I think is really good. It, it speaks to the, the quality of the character that he has created um, because he is he is off putting at times and he is like, oh, I get weird vibes from you and uh then he approaches the character almost as this mousy type of thing where he's he's apologetic. He knows 
that he he might be a little much. And yet he's unable or unwilling maybe to to rein it back in. But yet you don't hate him in this, that it 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 makes sense, especially as the as you see the whole picture of who he is. And um, going back to Wesley Snipes also. Wow. Hmm. I mean, the the maturity of his performance, too, because yeah. he brings he brings an intensity to his role and to his character without having to be over the top, without having to be this larger mm. than life. I mean, he can bring that, too. But there is a what there is some frustration that he shows. There is some just exasperation, desperation even. And then then that's that's mixed with the brother dynamic that he and Kevin Hart have. And those two together, I mean, they they feed each other feed off of each other so well it just yeah. I, like i couldn't get enough of them i i kind of likened the tension that the show brought to uncut gems which i, oh, I nice. don't know have you seen okay. that movie no it's one of the yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah we uh <laughs> it, it's one that you're like i'm not sure i can watch this again because not that it wasn't good mm. and not that it wasn't well made it's because it's unrelenting in that pressure. And yeah. that's how this was. I mean, you we have moments where nothing is really happening that is that is piling on the tension, you know, in this where uh, you know, Kevin Hart will be having a conversation with part of his family or just a manager yeah. or, you know, somebody like that. Just random things are going on, but it's always in the background. This looming Yeah. You know, sure. anxiety is just there and you feel it. And it's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, something, something bad has already happened. What else is going to come? And we just see that domino effect of, oh, and yet I can't tear myself away from it at all. I'm, I mean, I, <laughs> go for it. It definitely seems to be one of those that, um, is not garnering enough attention. Mm. It's something that I want people to watch, uh, you know, from the trailers and, and our reviews. Normally you can tell like a percentage of that, of how many people are actually going to watch it. And I do hope that, that this garners more attention than it's currently getting uh, because it's definitely worth it, uh, which is why I think it's a good place for our first thing that we talk about because, uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed in a very intense way, yeah. <laughs> uh, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. <laughs> and talking about intense, I'm going to switch the genres of what we normally talk about on the back of all the manga-adapted content that we've been seeing from mm -hmm. Netflix, like Hellbound, like we had recently. I've been getting into manga, and it's my first proper um, foray is that the right mm -hmm. word? Four yeah. Eight, four, four eight, yeah. Into uh, the world of manga. Because I read loads of uh, graphic novels. Uh, I always have done. I read loads uh, of novels. You know, I love reading. Uh, if I'm not watching, I'm reading. Or building Lego, because I'm a child. <laughs> um, Nothing wrong with but that. But there's one... <laughs> yeah, adult Lego. I have some very cool designs. Uh, just saying. Uh, Junji Ito, uh, who is... I guess he's a very dark mm -hmm. storyteller. But the one I'm currently reading, well, that I finished, called The Death Stench Creeps, uh, or Goyo, has a story that's basically a script that you could adapt, 
like it's a storyboard that you could adapt to a TV series, which I hope one day mm. they do it justice and do it that way. Um, but yeah, it's it's about animals that what well, starts off about animals and ends up in another place entirely. Like a horror story that starts off in Maine, you always know that it's going to be mental when it eventually ends <laughs> unless you're doing the stephen king ending then uh you, you may do something completely different <laughs> but yeah i'm just going to give you an example so i can show you the artwork because that'll give you an idea because <laughs> we, t- we we did way back when we did um our <laughs> animal yes. horror uh, and sharks were a lot in that because there's a lot of really bad sharks <laughs> recently we talked about the house shark <laughs> And when I saw that, like, it's not just sharks. There's loads of different uh, fish and stuff that are in it. But, like, when you see a great white smash through the front of your house door, and now it's got legs, and uh, so you can't even escape it because, you know, once you're out the sea, you're safe, right? And this, not so much. But what I love about the artwork is it, it tells a story with very little wording. Mm. Uh, there are a couple of pages that go... L- l- heavy into the dialogue but for the 99 percent of it it is just like flipping page after page you're probably going through it quite quickly you might even get through it in the afternoon even though it's like a contained story about this part because it's just like if you could watch all the frames together or put it together you would make a, a moving a movie sequence basically uh it's that easy but it's also very very dark so beware if you read this at um like when you're going to bed you you may find yourself having some very interesting <laughs> dreams, but if you are one of those, you you you're tired of people saying you should have read mm. the manga first before this gets snapped up. Read this one because guaranteed, this will be snapped up into a Netflix series, an Amazon series, something like that. Have you heard of Jun, Junji Ito? I, I have because my oldest son has like all of his um, manga. And yeah, just right. a okay, huge great. fan of it. Um, and actually, I had watched recently in, um, I was just looking for some stranger, obscure horror movies, and I came across one of his stories on Amazon Prime, at least in the US. And it was uh, The Spiral or Uzu, Uzumaki. Uzumaki. And yeah, um, it, that's an interesting movie. Uh, it, it, it has some body horror in there, some almost like it touches on cosmic a little bit. Um, mm. you know, it was well, definitely inspired by, uh, uh Lovecraft. Face? Yeah. Yeah. I, yes, yeah. I think you could see that yeah. this one. I mean, while I haven't read the manga that it was based on, you know, it was, it was good for a one-time watch, not something that I would mm. revisit. I mean, not only because it was very weird, but it was also, I mean, it was slower and stuff, but they, they did have some, some cool key moments within there. But I think mm. it it shows the imagination of Junji and to show what he, you know, creates. And so that that is very intriguing. Um, when I was telling my son about it, he was asking me, well, well did they do this or did they do this? And I was like, no, I don't remember that. And he's like, ah, they missed the entire heart of the, <laughs> you know, the story, the gut punch moment or whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, OK, maybe that's what was why I'm not like, oh, my gosh, I have to rewatch this. Uh, but mm. this, I hope, I mean, like seeing that and hearing that, I mean, it, it sounds like it could be, have huge potential for a really yeah. well done show if done properly. You know what I mean? If, if, if invested properly. in it 
and going for it. And whether they make that as an anime or they choose to do a live action adaptation of that, uh, both could both could be. I think they would probably have much more success because they could do whatever they wanted with an anime, you know, by actually just because, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you know, you, <laughs> you, it's so much easier that way. <laughs> um, I think, though, about, you know, you're talking about, you know, a shark out in the middle of the ocean. Well, if the shark has legs, that means it can climb into the boat now and get me. Uh, that that <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. I'm. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 It it is great, and it does make you squirm a bit. It makes your imagination go like you thought your imagination was weird until you've read Junji Ito. Basically, <laughs> yeah. That that's what that is. Uh, fantastic artwork. Great storytelling, but definitely on the weird side. Well, yeah. I think that's good, um, which yeah. is great. Yeah, the, you you need yeah. some that 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 fully embrace it. But I think that's why you know what I mean. Yeah. Hey, Netflix or Amazon Prime, or you know, budding producers, whatever. If you're listening or watching this, I mean, really <laughs> snatch this up, but do it right. You know, embrace the full yeah. weirdness that it is because you you need to be able to capture that in a way that is effective. Otherwise, you get a cheap knockoff that. That doesn't satisfy anybody. Nobody wants that. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it, the fans of the show, excuse me, the fans of the manga or the source material are going to be upset by it. And then your regular people who don't know about it are just going to be like, well, that's not good. And that, that, that was terrible. Why would I want to check out more of his stuff? Like the (laughs) Death Note live action movie. Yeah, I've heard that was terrible. I didn't watch it, but I've heard that that was which makes me yeah, sad. Yeah. Yeah. So see that's what you don't want you don't want to do stuff like that because it, it then turns off people from potentially checking out and being exposed to more of that. You know, you don't cuz the manga and the anime from Death Note are incredible. The story is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough about manga tangents. Hey, that's what we do. We go on tangents. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, what's next on your um, list? Well, I uh, okay. So Hawkeye came out on Disney Plus. Hmm. Uh, I didn't get a chance. I didn't get a screeners for it, so I just watched it when it came out. And I've seen on Twitter a lot of um, negativity. I think towards the show, which I don't get. Um, you know, they're saying the plot was terrible or it was just all over the place. For me, I mean, I love Jeremy Renner in the role. I think he's probably my favorite Avenger. Um, and I'm not mm. sure I would have said that pre this. Um, I mean, I really like him and I really like his character. I like how real he is that are real. He seems, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's a regular dude. He's, um, he's not rich like Tony Stark. He's just a guy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he lives on a farm. And so they, they bring in some of that, you know, the, the snark that he has as his character, the, and now, I mean, he's kind of just, He's done. He's fed up. You know, it, he's, he's moved on <laughs> from this. I mean, he's done his thing as Hawkeye and trying to just be a regular person. And I love what the show has done by by we're, we're seeing a post snap or post in game world and him living mm-hmm. in this and what that means. Um, Haley Stanfield, a lot of fun. Their banter back and forth. Yeah. I really like. Now, I'm not. I haven't read the stuff, the 
any of the comics. But from what I've gathered yeah. is that Kate Bishop becomes the new Hawkeye at some point. Yeah, I think she's been prepped to be the new Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. and I like I like that, and I like how they're doing this. Something that I totally appreciated in the the first episode of Hawkeye. So we get to see Haley, or we see an opening sequence that happens uh, like during the original Avengers, and then they show us the mm -hmm. title sequence. And within there is all this animation and they give us an incredible amount of character development on Kate Bishop without having to do anything in just this little thing, because it's just an animation. And so we see her character, you know, excelling at archery and um, and fencing and all of these, uh, yeah, all of these good. sports. Mm. So now when we catch up to her as a young adult. We don't need to see all of that. We don't need to have these discussions because they showed it to us in that yeah. little bit there. And I just thought, you know what? That was a really unique way of doing that because how interesting is it going to be for us to watch? And well, I mean, it would be kind of interesting to watch her do it all out. It would just be a yeah, montage. Th but that's though, all it would be. It? You're yeah. right. And so this was yeah. just a different mm -hmm. way of doing it. And I thought it was really, it was really fun. Um, you, there, there were some moments that stood out to me within the the first two episodes that made me laugh out loud. That just, I mean, it it endeared me even more to Jeremy Renner and to his, you mm. know, where his character. Uh, I'm I'm curious at where it's going, um, but I'm having a blast. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very short. It's only six episodes. Yes, and it, they're and they're not long episodes either. So they're. No. You know, but we saw, I mean, we saw with uh uh Loki Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? That was a that was a short oh yeah, yeah. series. Yeah, it was seven. Yeah, and yeah. and I mean there were portions mm. that felt maybe a little rushed here and there, but for the most part, you know, we got some good character arcs, and so I'm hoping that that's what we get within this. Did mm. you did you get a chance to, to see this? Yeah, I did. Uh, like you, I didn't get screeners, but I was promised them after like 13 emails going back and <laughs> forth going, you're definitely getting them. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know what's happening, but okay, cool. I'll just watch it on the day as is. So I'm glad you you liked it on the best thing you watch because it gives us a chance to talk about it without us having to do individual <laughs> reviews, uh, which saves yes. us some time, yes. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I like the fact that Disney for these series have given us normally when they start they give us a couple of episodes and then they make us watch week by week and I've enjoyed that it gives me something to be anticipated mm -hmm. for like that Friday it reminds me of growing up as a kid rushing to the TV going oh it's on it's on you know the adverts come up and you you rush to make you get your drink <laughs> or go to the toilets and you want to get back there while you you're watching the, it, yeah it's given me that kind of re uh, memories I can't help but think that for this one, it would have been maybe good for them to have dropped it all six because it does almost feel like a movie that they've chopped up into mm. little bits. Um, and I feel like the two first episodes were great, but it doesn't have as much action or movement in the story that I was expecting. So I, I, I see them setting it up, but it left me a bit going, all right, but what actually is going on here? Uh, I understand that you're, you're drawing these two people together. There's a little bit of a storyline. People have done the Easter eggs and they're saying things like Kingpin is coming. And I'm like, oh, really? I didn't see 
that at all. Good for you guys. <laughs> um, it's like apparently it's something to do with the thugs and they're, that's who they belong mm-hmm. to. I was like, but I thought it was the woman. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So um, as much as I liked it, I wanted a little bit more or maybe half and half would have been good. That one extra mm-hmm. episode. Because some of them, they've dropped the yeah. first three and then done episode by episode. Nevertheless, I did really enjoy the first two uh, like you, I'm I'm a big fan of Jamie Rennie as Hawkeye, and I think of the Kate Bishop character. I think she's great as well. I think I've seen a lot of people on Twitter as well, funny enough, talk about it as in the light of Die Hard, and I would go mm, not so much. I think I see it more as a lethal weapon, actually, mm, buddy a buddy cop, cop yeah. where they're kind of bashing heads. It's set at the Christmas time, and and I think one or at least two of them of the lethal weapons are set during the mm-hmm. Christmas time, and yeah, I thought it was really entertaining the way they connect. Um, it takes them a while mm-hmm. and they have very different worlds. But once they start getting on each other's level, there's some like almost surrogate father daughter moments going on there, which I really liked. Also him fighting that. But the moments that stood out for me is the reflection. And I think those are only work for people that have seen mm-hmm. all the movies beforehand the reflection of what he's going through. So when his wife mentions um, Black Widow, you see the the torment and the hurt on his face. There's all that baggage. Like what you were saying, he's had enough of Hawkeye, really. He's done his job. But I do wonder what he's been doing because his wife has basically sent him to spend time with the kids, uh, which suggests that he hasn't spent much time with the kids because this is two years after Endgame. So I do wonder what he's been up to. Maybe he's been like finishing up. He does have his character that he's been trying to get rid of, that persona mm-hmm. in the blip. And obviously that kind of plays a big part. Well, will play a part, I presume, uh, which is fun. There's a lot of baggage, which I think makes the Hawkeye character much more interesting to watch. And then that little bit where Kate, we see how messed up her family is. I think that, works together really well yeah thoroughly enjoyed looking forward to what they do next with it yeah i can agree i i would have loved to have seen it all as one because you're right i can see Mm. it as a uh like we've we've watched the beginning portion of a movie and i just don't know Mm. exactly where they're going with it yet um you know you see them setting up potential key conflicts within there and you know some of it's obvious I, i don't know I don't know where it will go or who this person might be, even though, you know, it's obvious that they're setting this person up to be something. Um, So I, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. I mean, I would, I would have benched it all in one day and been totally happy. Um, Yeah. You know, um, but then that doesn't give them the watch time and making people come back to their platform. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think this is leading up to, uh, to the end of the year, which then they kick off with Book of Boba Fett. And so you have, um, you know, it's just a continual uh, watching cycle that Disney is uh, is trying to set up there. Um, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. Boba Fett starts at like Christmas yeah, uh, the or 31st, I think. 31st, yeah. right. Like the mm-hmm. last day of the year, uh, which will lead people into watching their content into the new year. Because I presume they're going to drop two or three and then do it. I think the so. Rest yeah. The weekly yeah. yeah you know with uh, with this series going back to the series really quick there were um 
I think something that that endears me even more and I had mentioned how Jeremy Renner is like he's kind of like that regular guy or he's like a real person I mean you know he doesn't have superpowers or anything else and we get to see uh some of some of the ramifications I mean even him uh having to wear a hearing aid because basically he's he's really close to death without without that in there um you know and so we get to see how I love it is, you know, what happened and you see that these flashes of his battles, you know, things and it's like, you know, well, it was a lot real world consequences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then him yeah. going, um, one of the things that made me laugh out loud, one of my favorite scenes was when he goes to retrieve something, um, and a, a LARPer, you know, live action role play. Yes. It's a fantastic that, scene. Yeah. He is so real at that moment you know what i mean like he's mm. he's still a really good guy and yet he's a guy who has just had enough and it's like come yeah, it's on like i'm hawkeye i've saved the universe not just earth do i really have to do this <laughs> come on and, and i love there's a it's minor but the when they have this this during the larp they have that um this one final battle type of thing. And as they're doing their sword play, you have some random guy in the back doing the clings. And it's just another layer of annoyance yeah. for him. He's just like, I can't, I can't like I just, with this. What in the world is no. going on? <laughs> it just, oh, it just made me laugh. I mean, it, it, you know, and it's those moments within there that um, I think that it, it keeps the, the show grounded in a way that becomes yeah. it becomes more fun i think now it yeah. still has the potential to fall off and to to you know lose itself because we've only seen two out of the six episodes and so it'll be i don't know i hope that they don't make it rushed you know that it well i've seen a lot of people's opinion of it they're like uh the first two episodes of Hawkeye, meh that's their feeling i just i think they're used to the formula and when mm -hmm. marvel does something different like eternals uh people are like what no don't don't change don't change i don't like change um change is okay guys uh, sometimes you get something really unique out of that change yeah it's cool we we, we can do different yeah. we don't have to all be sheep it's fine <laughs> we can like different things yes yes oh <laughs> uh, what's the next on your list Okay, so keeping with uh, Ruben's being random on this week's The Best Thing We Watch, I mentioned to you a couple of times that we've been, from the beginning, we've been going through the Buffy mm, series. Yeah. Um, and so you'll be pleased to know that we are now um, midway through season five. So <laughs> we, you could tell we've been watching a lot. Um, but I actually wanted to talk about one particular episode without doing spoilers in case somebody still hasn't watched Buffy, Chris. I've never seen the series. <laughs> I've only seen the original movie with Christy Swanson and Luke Perry and R Paul Rubens. Oh man, that is so dated. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. It's not a good I film. love that film. Uh, but Come I have, on. I do have some nostalgia for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's nostalgic fun for sure. Um, so this one, talking about nostalgic fun, as we've been going through it, we uh, laugh a lot because 
er, late 90s, early 2000s. I think it's 99 to 2004 or something. So the, the CGI that they have is just atrocious. <laughs> like when they do CGI, you're just like, what on earth? It's TV budget okay. CGI back in the day. So you can imagine. And then some of the costumes are just wonderfully bad. Like there is a character who turns into a werewolf, but it's obviously a shaggy werewolf costume with a person in it that is running on their hands and feet like it's just <laughs> obvious uh so you can see they do their best to show the least amount of it as possible and when they're fighting it's like a, a frenzied roll um and the fighting sequences get much better because the first two seasons it was like the characters the protagonists even buffy didn't really know how to fight and it was so obvious when it was a stunt double like the the, the wigs just weren't quite right it was always the back of the character suddenly doing a big backflip and then it's cut to buffy with the yeah um thankfully they obviously have learned to do a lot of the, their stunt themselves as they've learned to fight and get used to that memory but along the way, you're getting sucked into the dialogue that Joss Whedon is so known for. Uh, that's, I, I think, 100%. That's that's his best. He, when he writes dialogue for characters, you kind of, that's what makes you fall in love with these characters, is what people loved about Firefly. Mm. It's quirky, ahead of the time, but the characters that we, we love, which is why I think Avengers, the first film, people loved because we had that in yeah. that film and it brought it all together and i think he was the first one really able to take all those characters from mm -hmm. avengers give them some real humanity which when crap happens to them anyway so that's 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 the world that we've been living in um and there's a few episodes in buffy that have won like multiple awards there's one called the silence these really really creepy characters that float off the ground the whole episode is filmed in black and white and uh, they basically steal your soul through your dreams and, and and it gets really creepy and the costume design was excellent they really upped their game and i won all these awards and that's like from season three so now we're in season five and we get to an episode called the body and at the end, I'll just set the scene. There's my wife and I sitting on the couch and we're just bawling our eyes out. Uh, and bear in mind, I've seen it before. I knew something like this was coming up. It's been years since I've watched it. so uh, And we know it's dated. But we're, once again, we're in it with mm -hmm. the characters. And our protagonists have to go through something really traumatic, as you can guess by the, the title, The Body. There is no score for this episode. None really? whatsoever. It's like theater every character is just raw with emotion and just makes you feel every line uh there's a there's a there's a character that's an ex-demon she lost her powers and she's <clears throat> learning to be human and she says some stuff that's inappropriate to say when someone has died but then she says it in a way it's like i just don't understand how i'm meant to feel because that person was here now and now she's not here and then she just breaks down and at that moment my wife and i were just like yeah this is rough man and i was just amazed years later watching some random episode season five episode 13 or something called the body it is a it manages to evoke an emotional response where both man and woman at the end of their week are watching just a Buffy episode just to because it's easy sure. watching end up being like, oh, OK, are we like is like normally 
my wife's my wife goes oh, i'm too emotional it must be my time of the month or something as a joke in the household but i can't really say it's my time of the month because <laughs> well it, it, maybe my wife and i are that close uh, that when she gets moody i get moody that that does happen apparently but we were just like wow that really really did an amazing job at showing you what and a traumatic event of losing a loved one can mm. do and he doesn't shy away from it and what's great is that those experiences although the score is back carry on to the next episode and the repercussions of that what has happened plays a big part to the characters that has happened and i was just i thought i gotta talk about this for those that haven't watched buffy ever ever when you start watching you'll be like this is atrocious <laughs> <laughs> it's bad it's not put well together the script is what will keep you coming back because the dialogue is is mm. quirky but a lot of the characters are sometimes undefined or change the way they act from one episode to another you're like who wrote that that's yeah once they get their act together and you're on board with the characters you start picking up why people mm. love it so much and where the the talent of josh whedon and his team comes from and that episode the body is one that i just thought damn Okay, that's impressive. There you go, Buffy. Uh, praise for you. Nice. How many? How many seasons total are there? <clears throat> there are seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then there's five seasons of mm -hmm. Angel, which is a character in Buffy that starts around season the end of season okay. three. You c you can watch them in conjunction, but you don't have. Okay, to. so you're more than halfway through. You're almost actually towards the end of the series now. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And we plan on watching uh, Angel afterwards. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, we're doing our Josh Whedon. I think we'll do Dollhouse. Can't do Firefly because I've seen it too many times. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen um, Serenity, which I know is out of order. Okay. But um, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's a fine I enjoyed film. it. I had yeah. fun with that. <laughs> well, following on the randomness um, and, and the way, you know, so after I watched Hawkeye, I was just, I was mm. looking for something else to watch. And my brain was like, huh, well, let's, you like Jeremy Renner, let's continue on. And so I went back to a movie that I had seen, I don't know, several years ago. And it happened to be on Netflix again, or now, I don't know, but. Please don't say Jason Bourne. No, no, it's <laughs> Wind River, which also stars ah. uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Um, you know, mm. but um, have you seen? Wind River? I have. It's incredible. <laughs> it's a yeah. um it's written by and, and directed by Taylor Taylor Sheridan, who has done um mm. some really good stuff. I mean, he did Hell or High Water. He uh created yep. the Yellowstone series, which is um it, it, I like it for for the most mm. part. It's not it's not the top of my list. Um, but Hell or High Water I, I loved. I didn't like the last um his last movie with uh Angelina Jolie. Um, and it wasn't really her. It was just, I don't know. Anyway, the, the side. Yeah. But Hello High Water as a modern day Western it's is incredible. Totally. Yeah. And mm. so in Wind River, I mean, it takes place in, um, Wyoming on a Native American reservation. And the thing that, because it's based in reality, I think it makes it that much more of a gut punch of a movie because it starts off with a woman running through the snow and she is uh just yeah. she's not yeah, in good shape yeah. um and she, not because she hasn't been running it's because she's being chased by something and she has been um she's been assaulted 
and you just get to see that. And so then it becomes a mystery of how did she get here? What led up to this? And Jeremy Renner is a hunter um, who his job is to basically, um, you know, hunt down mountain lions that come into the reservation and kill off all of the livestock or whatever. Um, Elizabeth Olsen plays an FBI agent and hmm. the the tension in this is so good. Now it is a slower movie. It is a slower pace, which I think is, is partially what Taylor Sheridan does because he, it is kind of that Western mentality. And this one though is from a crime drama. It's incredibly engaging. It's also terribly mm. sad. And then the, the film ends with some statistics that are even just more harrowing and just like, yeah, it's a brutal film. It really film. is. Yeah. And it, the first time I watched it, um, like I, I sat there with it, you know, and just was like, oh, gosh. I. Is it that one with the ending that's like, whoa. It, um, the ending, well, the ending, the ending is good. Um, it, it, well, it, <laughs> it's explosive. I mean, the, the, the last yes, eight, Yeah, that's what I remember. I remember the whole story just kind of revolving around that. Yeah, moment. it gets to this point and you're yeah. like, whoa. And then uh, like the the ending is fitting and I love I love what they do. Uh, and I it feels very justified. It feels very real. All of this. Um, but then it talks about there's a, you know, a title screen that gives some facts that is mm -hmm. just it. It talks about that, at least at this time when the movie was released, that the um Native American women were the only demographic that is that they don't have statistics on missing people. And it, it's like, what Jeez. they do it for everybody else except for for Native Americans and, and women in particular. And so it was just so it's a good social commentary as well. But the movie, the yeah. acting is so good because, again, you have Jeremy Renner playing this quiet type of no nonsense guy. Um He's, he's mm -hmm. not snarky. He's not sarcastic in this. I mean, he's very, he's very emotional. He's very um, empathetic to, to the people around yeah. him. And the, the acting, even Elizabeth Olsen is wonderful within this because she is, she's kind of fish out of water. She, and I love the, how mm -hmm. they write her character to be, she isn't meant to be there. You know, she's meant to dip in and yeah. out and yeah. that's her whole mentality. And yet she's not anymore. Mm -hmm. um, you have Graham Greene, who is just a phenomenal actor and playing the playing the sheriff and the no nonsense. And the he also has a yeah, he's great. I really like. His yeah, yeah, a little he's bit great. of sarcasm in there, but more so of just being mm -hmm. like, yeah, we see you people all the time. You you know, you, you come in, you placate us because you're the federal government or you're the outside entities. And, you know, I'm just the tribal police and I have no real jurisdiction over anything. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. is, it is on Netflix, at least in the U S and right now. And that one is, um, you know, watching it again reminded me of why I enjoyed it so much the first time. It's a tough watch. There is some, there is some mm -hmm. brutal violence that happens within there. Um, but the storytelling. I think you can't have that movie though without that one scene that is brutal because it's it, it sets up your expectation of vengeance yes. and just justice, and then you're along for a ride, uh, which it totally is. I mean, it's horrific, but it's a ride. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
makes me want to go watch it again. I'm gonna have to go and search yeah. it, see if it's on Netflix. I hope UK. it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very good film. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna talk about another individual episode. Okay. <laughs> uh, Wheel of Time, episode four. Okay. Have you seen? I still, this yet? I didn't go. I, I've only seen, still seen the one and a half episodes. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. 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 Wheel of Time, episode four. One hundred percent believe that episode four should have been allowed to be in that initial first mm. drop of episodes instead of the three. Should have been the four, because the four is where it finds okay. its feet. It it finds the dialogue from the characters to the background stories of what the the. The female, I was going to say female wizards, but that's not what they called at all. The uh, And they're not monachia because that comes from uh, Fifth Element. My brain is all over the place. Um, let's Lilu just say Dallas. they use the one power uh, and their warders that are with them. And there's this history that it, it manages to get you into mm. the world. I thought this was a better episode. It's almost to be great, like out of time as a pilot, because it gives you history on the characters, exactly what is happening, who are the main players. And then the last 20 minutes is a phenomenal basic action scene and that showcases what they can do. So if you liked that action scene, when you get to see how they use magic in their world, you know, when... Uh, I said mm-hmm. Rosamund Rosem- 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 Pike. She's drawing, drawing it in. And it's got that white yeah. kind of halo that's big, and then she's able to control it and throw. It. There's a lot of that going on there with multiple users, with an with an army of some mm-hmm. sort. Um, and then you have the characters because the the team is kind of split up. You get you dip in and out of what is happening with them, but for the most part, it's it's arc. And I think they've done that on purpose because four is halfway okay. through, I think, because there may only be seven episodes, seven or eight. It's a very short season as well. But this is where I was like, wow, if the series had been like this from the beginning, I don't think there would have been nearly as much complaints mm-hmm. because it really gives you an idea of what the characters are about. It feels like having, having not read the books, it feels like it's been true to its origin source. And having seen all the comments now, people have said, yeah, this episode was great. I have faith in the series now, which is, I think, people that were worried because they they didn't really like the first three, kind of breathing a sigh Mm -hmm. of relief. Everything that I wanted the show to be, uh, like what it should be, is in that episode. And I don't want to do like plot moments or anything because it's really fun to go along on that journey and to, to not do spoilers for that. Um, but yeah, worth checking out okay. for that episode okay. alone. Well, I'm yeah. going to have to then give it a try because I, I was, <clears throat> well, I had my own issues and my own little hangups. <laughs> you were Lord of yeah. the Rings. <laughs> you were Lord of the Rings. I was, I was. Um, <laughs> but hearing that, it, it makes you curious at why when they have maybe such a strong episode like this one, d- did they not mm. realize how strong it was or did they... You know, to separate it out from the first three that, um, you know, where the fan reactions have been kind of mixed, you know, with these first three episodes yeah. and they're like, well, did you just not understand maybe how powerful episode four was that you separated it out? Because if th- that's a tough thing, I, it's again, it's again, the the powers that be want the audience to come to continue to be on their platform weekly. 
but there are some shows that they should just bite the bullet with and say we need to put this out all together so audiences can get the story in a whole because sometimes those bite-sized pieces don't work uh masters of the universe revelations is a prime example the first five episodes of that killing off he-man twice left fans because they changed so much they were pissed i mean the diehard fans were pissed and even now they're pissed and so uh the next five kind of explains what happens in the first five but then you left them stewing in a in a bunch of hate and toxicity for Mm -hmm. months had you dropped the first 10 altogether it explains a lot what's going on and they do change some things and they definitely still would be yeah. crumblings because even on my review now where you can't see the thumbs down i have like 100 likes and 50 down so they're still there they're just hidden somewhat um but sometimes you do need to drop them. you know like we were talking about hawkeye it might have been better if they dropped them all together i think the wheel of time is probably a prime example of that same thing because again it's a story that if you leave week on week, you leave yourself in the middle, you, you don't really get the whole idea and you don't really know how good it is until you've seen it. Uh, but then in between the weeks, people are going, this is rubbish. Yeah, well, and it's a it's a dangerous proposition to have, I mean, to have three episodes drop. I mean, that that's a, that's a chunk of time. <laughs> no it pun is, yeah. intended with that. But you know what I mean? Like that, that is a that is a considerable portion of this entire series, or at least this season. It's almost half of the series, so you've done it yeah, anyway. And yeah. To not um what am I trying to say? To to have it be so weak, maybe, or something that is not mm. that hasn't found its footing. I mean, because now you're asking your audience both new fans and fans of the book series to come back that, you know, you've given me three episodes. You've really shown me, I mean, you have almost three hours worth of content and you've shown me that you're not really sticking to, you know, sticking the landing with this. That's a hard proposition for me yeah. to come back the next time. Uh, and I, I mean, I think that's always going to be a tension that we're going to continue to see because yeah, you're right. The, the platforms want the continuous eyeballs coming back, you know, week after week. Okay, and, and uh, fair enough. That makes sense. I mean, it's a business, right? They, you know, they're trying to yeah. maintain their longevity within this. But I think also there's that balancing act of if you can't satisfy the fans or bring people in, it doesn't matter how long you stretch mm. it out because they're not going to watch it. So, mm. um, Netflix. I mean, that's the reason why I think they'll keep staying around and being at the top mm-hmm. of the game because they're like, we've bought this, we'll put it out yeah. now, let people watch it. And, you know, they'll they'll do trailers for it, they'll get the marketing out there, do all the good stuff that goes along with this series. But, you know, there's very few that they do weekly and that's probably because they share the mm-hmm. licenses. So they buy the licenses and are, are allowed to put Riverdale on week by week. I don't know who's still watching Riverdale, but... Um, yeah. Well, and think about it too with with mm. Netflix when they drop series, you know, the whole season, and everybody binge watches it. I mean, come on, that's what we do, especially yeah. when it's good. Think of how the word of mouth yeah. explodes from there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you, Have you seen the show Squid Game's amazing? What? 110 million households later. Yeah, because yeah. it's not like did you see episode two of Squid Game? I, well, yeah. no, because I don't know where the show's going. I've seen the first three. I don't know if it's going to be any good. Well, I don't know if I want to invest my time. Exactly. Yeah. But 
I've seen the whole thing. It's amazing. You've got to check it out. So, yeah, it started off a bit slow, but the ending, man, so good. You wouldn't know. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, mm. you know, the word of mouth marketing, that is really, that's more than anything. You can't no, buy that. No. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's what everybody wants. So that. Yeah. Outstanding. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Well, that's um, okay. So. So. Do you have I more? I do not have more. No. Nope. your list? I'm, I'm good. Do you have anything else? I think there was one I wanted to talk about. No. Okay. No, I don't. It's okay. all good. Yeah. I have things that I watched, but I don't want to put them on the best thing yeah, I watched. Yeah. Yeah. I was being, I was being a little choosy yeah. and it was a, there was actually at the beginning of the week, I was a little like, hmm, I don't, I'm, I'm going to struggle for things, I think, because there's some, <laughs> there's a lot of things I watched, but not a lot of things that I'm like, yes, I've really enjoyed this. This is a great. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I don't want to add. Well, this was, this was just this. This it was, was it, this was the okay thing we watched. Yeah, it this was week. better than absolute poo. <laughs> so it's going to make the list. I, yeah, that's not fun. I'm, Maybe yeah. you want to watch it. Yeah, like that's a recommendation and a half there, isn't it? <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> Who's going to go into that after that? Oh yeah, definitely sold now. Yeah. All right, you are now in the extended edition portion of the best thing we watched this week. Uh, we are so grateful that you are sticking around and giving us um, a listen. Uh, also, you know, as a reminder, don't forget to rate and review us on whatever podcasting platform that you happen to listen to us on. Uh, tell your friends about it. Helps us uh, out tremendously. We hope that you're entertained. Mm. Uh, let's dive into some of the things that we are looking forward to this coming week. Ruben, what's at the top of your list? Are you not entertained? <laughs> yes. Sorry, it just reminded me of Gladiator. <laughs> uh, talking about, we'll just skip straight to news, that uh, Ridley Scott has uh, finished writing his second script for Gladiator 2. Okay. <laughs> There were there were rumors a long time ago that it was something about like going to hell. Yeah, he was going to do like Elysium. Uh, I don't know if that's where he's going with that. If that is the case, go for it. Just just embrace just it do all. It, right. <laughs> just do supernatural Ridley Scott. Fine, but I'm guessing he would have to do a different character because the, the character we know and love is dead. Um, did Dijon Hussein Hussein? However you pronounce oh, his name. Yes. The um, uh, African American yeah. actor. I don't know what nationality he is now, but yeah, he's he's still alive, isn't he? He survived, and he's got a great backstory. Yeah, he. I, and I love him as an actor. He's so good. Oh, he's incredible. Yeah, so good. So I would love it to be something like that, but we'll see. I just thought I'd throw that out there because it's just like, <laughs> are you not entertained? That's what that reminded <laughs> Perfect. me of. Perfect. Uh, something I didn't talk about um, in the things I'm looking forward to is I've seen it and I reviewed it and it's excellent and it's called Owls. Uh, so this can be a little tidbit. Have you watched, I've it watched yet, episode one and I'm binging okay. the rest of it today um, after we re finish because it comes out Sunday tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening or yesterday. Oh, true. Or yesterday. Oh, time yeah. is weird when you're <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, we dropped this. So when you're listening, this will be out already yes. on Netflix. Yes, but oh yes. my goodness. It's it's really short. It's six episodes. Uh, they're about 20 minutes apiece. Very bingeable. Yeah. Uh, very, very bingeable. Uh, and the creature design is 
Right. See, I haven't I haven't really seen anything. There's only been little shadows here and there so far. And right. I'm just when you get into it, I th- I, the best way when I reviewed it, the best way I could describe it is Jurassic yes. Park meets Critters meets Gremlins. That's that's your show. Well, the, but for the cool. opening scene is definitely <laughs> Jurassic Park, you know, where. Yeah, right. I, it's totally the, the huge yeah, 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 with the, with leading the animal. And yeah, I was just like, I, I told my wife, I just muttered. I was like, clever girl. And she's like, what? And I'm like, never mind. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's nice. I, I love this. Um, so obviously, I mean, I'm coming at it from a different point of view than you are because you've seen the whole thing in the context. But I love how they're setting up um, this this. I don't know if it's fish out of water, but these these unsuspecting family who have come to this place of vacation where everybody else seems to know what's going on and they don't. And, you Mm. know, and and the inquisitive daughter. There there definitely is a bit of suspend your disbelief, because why would you invite them to the island if like how does how does that even get on the holiday listing? There's one house up for that you can rent. (laughs) But the rest of the island is like, we don't like visitors here because of this stuff. <laughs> Could you imagine the Airbnb reviews? on? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Be aware of the critters. Do not feed after midnight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Stay away from the fence. Stay on the coastal road. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's I, I'm I, I'm engaged already. I think that's probably the the good thing because it's, you know, one episode in and like you said, it, they're very short episodes and it, it's managed yeah. to to pique my curiosity um, to to be fairly engaged with the characters already. And even though I don't know mm. exactly where it's going and I like the darkness of the tone surrounding the mm. with a cheery, a, a supposedly cheery Christmas type of feeling. Yeah, it's definitely more family. They don't embrace the the dark or the folklore as much as I wanted them. I rarely wanted them to go okay. into the, the darkness. It's it's not an eighteen. I don't know if it's a fifteen. It might just scrape a fifteen. Like it's it's very loose on the gore and okay. blood. Um, and when you do see stuff happen, it doesn't go into it as much as I mm-hmm. want. But I feel like they they may be setting up for future if this is picked up if people like it. They may do oh, more, okay. uh, which leads me into because there's a there's a contained story. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, is it like left hanging? No, there isn't. There's mm. a story and that can be it. But there can also be more, um, which leads me to my wife and I were playing this game of what would you call the sequel? Because it's so Gremlins like and it's so Jurassic Park like. So what do uh, uh, elves lost in the city or elves back in the habit <laughs> or else <laughs> munchings and crunchings there's there's so much you, you could do uh, a lot of fun to come up with the sequel titles nice oh that's good yes i do you have to watch it and see what you think y- yeah well and i'm curious you know i'm curious at how how much of a radar that's not even right wording. Uh, How much of this is yes, on people's radar? That's exactly what I was trying to say. Thank you. I don't think it's on people's radar. At all. Yeah. Well, and it's because it's Danish, um, which I, hmm. we, for me, uh, another tangent, but hey, welcome to the show. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I love that Netflix is um, getting properties, whether they're hiring and creating um, studio teams in other countries 
you know, internationally or if they are just purchasing IPs. However they're doing it, hmm. I am really loving that they are shrinking the world, that they are exposing us to hmm. so much more creativity to be able to see different cultures and how they approach different um you know, different genres, whether it's drama or horror or comedy or whatever, um, you know, not mm. all of it works. Not all of it resonates with me, um, but that's the same no matter what. That doesn't, you know, that that's neither here nor there. Uh, but I love that they're yeah. they're doing this, and I hope that these these non English, these non traditional types of scenarios bubble up into people's cues. And into their, you know, into their lists or even where they discover new content, because that then allows more of these, I think, to be made, you know, that while elves may not be will, probably won't be the level that Squid Game, or, you know, got, you know, when when things hmm. get get noticed like that, I mean, they bubble up and then more people are exposed to them. And then it it creates, hey, there's a demand for this. Let's dive into this more. Let's go into um, this culture and see what else they have and bring more of that. And so I, yeah, anyway, there's my tangent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, what are you looking forward uh, to? The Power of the Dog. It is a uh, mm. Benedict Cumberbatch. And um, yes, it garnered a lot of praise at, at like the Toronto yeah. Festival, Venice Festival. Yeah. So it's a it's a, a Western. Um, and that's all I know. I haven't seen the trailer. I've actually stayed okay. away from the trailers just because I'm right. I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm done with trailers. Like I don't I, right. you know they they show too much and I want to I want to be surprised when it comes out. And I I mean I like Benedict Cumberbatch. So that's there's mm. enough reason for me to be intrigued by the story. I enjoy westerns for the yeah. most part. So let's see what this will be. And I'm a little worried though because the harder they fall was such a unique take on the western that I loved it so much. Like going into the power of the dog, which seems a more mm. traditional, I'd be like, oh, I really hope you've got something to keep me entertained because there are westerns that are slow, that are artsy fartsy. You know they're good, but not necessarily one you'd ever go back to again. And probably will do well because of like some great acting performances. But that's not generally why I go to watch a film. Um, I know there are some films that just feel like they are, this is for the Oscars. Yep. We're going to win the award mm -hmm. in this one. And I hope it's not one of those because it does have that air about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, because it's a festival darling. But I don't know. So no, no exactly. It. But, you know, yeah, yeah you, you get this sense. I mean, these festival show, these festival movies that garner a lot of attention, a lot of the, the awards and accolades and stuff like that. I mean, that doesn't take away with from them being good, but sometimes they're no. they are more Oscar bait than anything else. And I'm hoping that this one for sure isn't that that it's that it, or that it's more than that. I think that's the thing. Um, yeah. One other person that clicked into my head that's in this is Jesse Plemons. I love Jesse Plemons. Oh, so nice. yeah. I'm hoping that he he brings just a whole nother dimension within there. And I I don't know if I've ever seen him act with. Um, with Benedict Cumberbatch. So I think that'll be, you know, see what their dynamic is. And yeah, anyway, that comes out this week on mm. Netflix. Uh, and I think it's in, it's probably in limited release in theaters. Yeah, it's already been here in the okay. UK uh, in limited places. Yeah. Uh, 
there's a number of stuff on Netflix. It's actually a very heavy Netflix <laughs> week for me, um, especially with animations. I don't know if you've been following Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. I've enjoyed because it's been darker than mm. I thought it was going to be, and it's gone from strength to strength and is in amongst the films that we've had from the Jurassic World. So it, it places it, so it gives you an idea of some of the stuff that's going on. And then you just feel really sad for these kids because they've, by now, it's three seasons in, and they're, like, spent six months. They've survived six months on one of these islands, uh, which you can imagine the, the adventures and the horror they've had to endure. Uh, and now season four starts with them. I've been working my way through these new episodes. Starts with them escaping the island. But of course, if you're going to have an adventure, stuff is going to go <laughs> wrong and they end up somewhere else, but not where they want to be. And uh, yeah, I just feel sad for them. But I'm looking forward to what people think about season four. There's an animation film called Green Snake that is a sequel uh, that I like the animation because it's very different. Um, and then the summit of the gods, which is about a guy that uh, it's it's an adult animation yes. story, about a guy climbing a mountain, which looks excellent. Yes, that, when there's actually two, uh, there's also a uh, I don't know if it's a documentary or a reality, but it's uh, 14 Peaks, which is also another climbing oh. um, thing. And I'll probably be watching both of those because my wife she teaches um, English language arts, and for her high school students. She was teaching, uh, they were doing the book um, Into Thin Air by John Krakauer, and okay. which nice. uh, the movie Everest is um, based yes. on. <clears throat> Everest is yeah, amazing. Think, ugh, but yeah, Heavy, yeah and but, I yeah. just terrifying and, and disturbing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so like seeing some of these, I look at these and we were even watching a, a documentary series on Everest and mountain climbing. And I was like, oh, I, there's nothing about this. That, that have you never been into mountain climbing you, hey i'm in shape but round is a shape let me tell you <laughs> round yes. is a shape that's, that's uh, in my youth that was one of my things I did you love, okay uh yeah bouldering and climbing and got pretty proficient nice. at it um but yeah it is harrowing have you ever seen the documentary solo N no mm-hmm -mm. Okay, so there's a guy that has, I think he's autistic. Uh, he tries to have a relationship, but it doesn't work out well for him because he is obsessed with mm. climbing. But he also climbs solo, which means without any oh. gear, he free oh. climbs. Yeah, so he climbs these mountain faces. So many people would consider that like you yeah. have death wish because you slip from the you heart, you're dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's harrowing, but yeah, very good. So those two climbing ones on Netflix. Sorry, I went off on the tangent again. Look, no, great. no, no. Well, I took us off on more of a tangent, so that's okay. Okay, you mentioned <laughs> Green Snake, which that's on my list, but and you said it was a sequel. Yes. What is it? A, is it a sequel to Wish Dragon? Hmm. Uh, no. What's it a sequel to? Um, yeah. So there is this. Do you remember seeing a animated film? had a guy with a motorbike on it very vibrant color i'm trying to think of the the title now oh man it, it has a really weird name but at the end of that film there were two credit scenes and green snake was one of them so you don't have to have seen the first film okay uh because it ties loosely into the okay. universe this is a this is like a separate 
story. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I will find it and I will say this is what it's okay. called. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lost in Space. Have you watched any of their previous seasons? I couldn't get into it. I started when it first came out and was about, I don't know, four, five episodes in and just I. It didn't okay. grab me, but I know a lot of people. Just, it just wasn't. Yeah, I know a lot of people uh, were really enjoying it, especially once the second season came out. They were, you know, more invested in it. And so, are you a big fan of the show? Yeah. Um. Yes and okay. no. There are things about it that I really mm. like. The science doesn't hold up, so you have to put all of that to gotcha. the wayside. Um, but once you enjoy the, the, the sci-fi adventure of it, I loved Will and the Robot. I think that's the most endearing thing about the series. And that's where it concentrates mostly on the second season, which is mm. great. And then the third one, it's the last season. So they're wrapping up the story. They're not oh, doing any more. Okay. And um, it's, it's a big adventure with the kids away from their family for the first mm. half. Uh, so that gives you an idea they're into some shenanigans was was this third and final season was it planned to be the final season um okay. yeah i think so I, I think that they they had a few ideas of where they could go but then they're like okay no this is this is what we're going to do it's a very expensive show well, that, to make. yeah so yeah okay okay well that's good then i mean i i would much prefer a series to have an end when they choose you know, I mean, to, to be able to wrap mm. up their story and didn't tell it the way they want, then it just kind of come to an end and all of the fans be left hanging or feel cheated out of, a yeah. you know, out of the story. So, OK, yeah, that is a wow. That, yeah. yeah, you're having a busy week. Well, and and this is probably on your list. Um, the final volume of uh, Money Heist, La Casa de Papel, comes out. No, I you don't know You've never is. heard of this one? Oh, well, you're no. you're missing <laughs> <laughs> so i'm <clears throat> this is one of them that it, it like we had talked about before they netflix split up the final season and mm. i <sighs> the way volume one ended yeah that was a slight that <laughs> that i that sucked you hated I them did, <laughs> yeah because that i, <sighs> I just i do you know what they said when they asked for screeners? No, what they say? They said, we're not doing screeners for this. Enjoy it when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> no one is getting to know beforehand. I was like, there, fair well, enough. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah, that is, <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I've loved the series. And I know that it has had its problems and it may have gotten a little long in the tooth here. And some of the scenes are getting maybe a, a tiny bit ridiculous, but I'm still so invested in the characters. That See, I'm not sure I want to watch the rest. Because, because of, of how it left. My favorite character, yeah. I think. And I just, I, I can't take any more, guys. Like, you got to give me something to root for in the end. And if that's, like, if you get to the end, but no one you like is alive, what's the point? <laughs> the, only, the only thing I can think now is that we are going to see an explosive reaction from the professor. That... Mm. He needs to because he's been kind of. It felt like he's been a bit neutered in the last yeah. season, season mm -hmm. four. Like they, and yeah, I'm a, a mixed reactions because at the beginning, the first two seasons, maybe th two and a half, leading into three, 
I thought the professor was 12 steps ahead. He knew everything. I loved <laughs> yes. the fact that he was in control of everything. It was so fun. Anytime some bad guy or one of the cops like thought they had figured him out, you were like, there's no way. The professor's got this. There's, he's like three plans yes. ahead of you. He's finished the chess game already. You have no clue what you're doing. But now it just feels like he doesn't know what he's doing and he's out of moves. And I was like, oh, the fun, the fun of this series was the fact that he had all this plan. It was like an Ocean's Eleven yeah. almost. So like when the poop hits the fan, it was like, it's okay. I have contingencies for this. This was actually part of the plan and didn't want it to go as wrrong as this, but I know how to fix this. And that's that was what I loved about the series. Yeah, it definitely when they when they introduced the the unknown variable, even for the professor, you know, where he's having to mm. think on the fly and having to to come up with some things um, that. Yeah, it's definitely well, it ups. The, I think it ups some of the drama within there. It does. It, I mean, there's more tension there now because anybody can die at any point and they, there's no get out of jail free card i yeah, get it i don't like that though. i, I but, don't I, <laughs> I mean okay so this is a spoiler from season four i think or three well i mean let, let's even start <laughs> off with um with berlin i mean when he dies you yeah, know that gosh. which which i'm glad that he has he's continued through the show you know, which which is good. <laughs> but I mean, that was like, dang it. I didn't like you. And now I love you. And you can't you know, kill. <laughs> and then um, I mean, then the next real big gut punch was Nairobi. I mean, when they. they yes. Like, Nairobi was mass. Was you massive can't do, what, come on. Uh, you know, I mean, it says a lot about your writing when your fans get so upset that you've taken a character off the board. It means you've done well. You've written them to to be your audience to be emotionally engaged yeah. but that doesn't mean you have to kill them off especially <laughs> my favorite character that that one yeah. that you're right i i it it's going to be tough to watch this last this last part because <laughs> they need to be as pissed as i am <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah come on guys yes. but but yes i will be i will be binging that um i know it's five episodes I did it last week and I killed myself when I started binging Hellbound and then I did Arcane the next night where I didn't get any sleep. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I can do that again this week. I, it just it took me too long to recover. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, the title you're looking for is New Gods Nezha Nezha Reborn. Oh, OK. Well, living as an ordinary delivery man and motor racing fan, Neza encounters old nemesises and must rediscover his powers to protect his loved ones. Okay. I've heard of that. That is, it's... Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, at the end of that, there's two end credit sequences. One of them is for... Green snake. The snake. Okay. Green snake. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I think you'll be fine to watch it without... Like watch oh, without, without, without the context of the other. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have anything else you're looking forward so, to? Yeah, the the coyotes. You heard I, that? It's another. I Netflix have. I one. don't know anything about it though. I'm just like intrigued though. <laughs> I like the premise because a, a group of summer campers find diamonds in the woods, setting off a wild ordeal that tests their friendship and puts their lives in danger. It looks like a, a weird mix of any kind of camp mm. 
okay. one that kids have to like learn skills and then put them against each other. Uh, the setting itself looks great, but it looks a bit teeny. Um, so, I mean, like it says it's suspenseful and it's Belgium. Oh. So that it has that as a, as okay, a good yeah. thing. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, you, you please don't go the route of being teenage. What was it? Well, it could be. What was the coyotes? Uh, no, the, what was, remember that show several, well, actually, I think it was a couple months ago. You had mentioned to me, it was like some diving thing. It was in Australia and it was. Oh yeah, 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 like True Blue or something. Um, yes, some, I know. What you're some weird about. thing, like it, it, it. The ti- the sh- the poster made it look like it was like some teen angst type of thing, and then once it actually came out, it was like the most G-rated type of the just. It oh, was, it was yeah. Terrible. So, I mean, it was actually terrible. This yeah. one being Belgian makes me mm. more uh, positive. Like leaning towards the ooh, I'm in. Yeah. You know, I think this could be, could be good. So that, okay, yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh, one thing I wanted to mention, not coming out this week, but next week, Centaur World season two. <laughs> I'm so excited! I can't wait for comfortable Doug. <laughs> the smiles on my face. The first episode alone, they now that they've they've set the scene of what this series is. So they don't have to skate the surface of we're weird, we're wacky. They're just embrace it all. Nice. Um, so it gets stuck straight into the arc. Our two, uh, the centaur is in her world trying to uh, get an army to stop the king. And uh, the rider is in her world trying to get an army to stop the king, which the king is like that. Oil yeah, the nowhere king? Thing. Is that what it's? No. Okay, yeah, the yeah, nowhere yeah. king. That's it, yeah. Uh, so it just gets straight stuck into it, but also starts off with a massive musical number. And if you're listening to the words, it is bonkers, uh, which I loved. I just I had a massive smile. It's like, woo, it's back. But it ends with I think I mentioned in text to you this week that it ends with and I think it's the last episode. I don't think they're doing any more seasons, but 71 minutes it's like a feature film, basically. It's grand in its gesture of how they're finishing the story. I can't wait to actually get to the oh, rest. Oh, I'm excited. I, I have I'm waiting on the screeners. I'm so I'm I'm excited though. This was I'm sure they'll drop them. Yeah, th- yeah, and this was the one of those that you, you know when it when I I didn't ask for the screeners first off in season one. They just gave it to me, <laughs> and I was like, huh. Well, that's weird. Okay, and you know, you look at it, and the animation is is cutesy and odd. And I was shocked at how much I loved the show. <laughs> it's it so really good. Is. It's so bonkers. I the songs, the I, and truly, I mean, I I have the comfortable Doug song stuck in my head, and I just I uh, you, even when you start thinking about it, it it'll be yeah there. yeah. So I hope I hope we get more of him. But all of the characters are just so unique, and yeah yeah, weird. which oh, which yeah. I love, and I it, that makes me happy to hear that they just fully embrace the weird now. Like you don't even have yeah. to pretend yeah. like oh no, we're not that weird. No no, we are, and we're gonna go for it. No, the giraffe who who got upset about killing a lizard thing at the end of episode 10 in season one who's now taken on the body of that lizard thing and put it oh. on him <laughs> is now his baby 
Um, and I'm never sure whether the lizard is alive or dead, but he's called it Stabby. <laughs> this is my baby Stabby. And <laughs> I'm like, all right, Ryan, you guys just embrace your weird. I think that's what it's it's showcasing. Everybody's unique yeah. and different. Embrace your weird. Love people. it. Love it. Oh, well, I get to I get to check out a movie this week, um, but then I'm not allowed to talk about it for like two and a half weeks. No, um, but I you can't even say what I it is. Can I'm yeah, I can at least say that it, it's right. um, Guillermo Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Yeah, what? Uh, you see, we're not even getting this until like end of January. Oh, seriously, dang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm so looking forward. He's like my third favorite director, and this looks. Great. Uh, yeah, I've only seen I'm super the first of teaser <laughs> of trailers, and I've stayed yeah. away from everything else. I haven't. Yeah, haven't stay away from everything because you just know you're going to be in an entertaining hell yeah. ride with Gilmer, Gilmo, Guillermo. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so I'm excited. I get to see that. I think it's on Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. You don't have to go too far for that one. Is it, it local? Is, yeah, screening? this is a local one. Thankfully. Um, so yeah, it's going to be going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Can you take a, a, a camera recorder and just record it for me quick? <laughs> so that I'm banned from all press screenings from here on out. Yeah, let me do that for Forever. you. <laughs> uh, cool. Thanks. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, so I've got a little okay. bit of news for us to yeah. talk about. Okay. Uh, Netflix buys Scanline. Do you know what Scanline is? No. It's the special effects company behind uh, Stranger Things, Game Game of Thrones, Justice League, Cowboy Bebop. So they've bought their own special effects company, uh, which I guess, like if you think about Stranger Things as special effects, pretty cool yeah. monster effects in those are great. Game of Thrones mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, it's based, it's Canada-based f- okay. firm. Uh, they did... Recently, they did Blood Red Sky as oh, well. Yeah. Remember the vampire mm-hmm. one? Yeah, which is really impressive. So I'm wondering <laughs> what they're gearing up for, whether it's just an easier transaction just to have it in-house and saying, yeah, we have our visual effects team. Because a lot of the time, the IPs they buy aren't theirs. They just yeah. license it and then they call it mm-hmm. an original. So this must be for their projects that they're going to make that are theirs, like The Witcher, um, Cobra Kai, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think this might be allowing them to uh, to do more within there because you know they've also opened up um, studios in um, other countries. Yeah, I know they've done like proper animation studio in Japan as well. So yeah, so I think they have that. Which you know, I think they have one in Germany. Um, I want to say they had one in like Brazil now. Something like that. So yeah, oh, really? so they're they are buying. They're thinking forward. Yeah. Which is what I like about Netflix. They, they they're not just even some things might not work. They definitely are testing the grounds of their creativity, seeing what is the future. I mean, these guys started with DVDs posting yep. to your house uh, before it was streaming, and then have become the behemoth. And ever since then. <laughs> people have copied their yeah. formula like even disney the behemoth that is disney have copied mm-hmm. their formula they were the first so i'm very interested to see what they do future because i imagine the people that are the thinkers the think tank for netflix uh have some ideas oh yeah yeah and i'm i'm i love what 
when they expand into this, what that enables them to do, you know, do they, yeah, they could with, with the amount of money that they bring, you know, I mean, they could rival some of our mainstream studios, you know, Mm. when it comes to hiring the writers and producing the films and distributing them. I mean, that, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all that they could take on a universal or a paramount or anything like that. Um, they may not be able to at the moment, but maybe that's something that they're gearing up to to do to become a real power player within the studios. And that way, then, I mean, think like like Paramount Plus has done, like Warner Brothers has done with HBO Max, um, you know, having these things that tie to your own platform. And Netflix, I mean, has obviously done their own properties as well. But then to have some actual major motion picture things behind that and maybe you you pull in some of these directors who maybe have poo-pooed streaming before but um <laughs> yeah they have been you know those. and and now though giving them i mean i think i think it's a viable option i mean we've seen that um the numbers that come from from netflix stuff when it's done when it does well mm. you know so yeah when it does well it's 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 definitely yeah. huge oh <gasps> Interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we you had mentioned a couple weeks ago how uh, Doctor Strange was going under some major reshoots, and yeah. um, there was a um, an interview kind of that that Benedict Cumberbatch did, and actually had come out and said just trying to to maybe assuage fans a little bit. Uh, address yeah, some of the issues. Yeah, and it's um, a quote that was on um, Screen Rant from him. He says, you know, we're in the middle of reshoots and we're working incredibly hard to make a schedule work to realize the full potential of the film. Bits that we want to do better, but also bits that were just impossible to do on the day because of logistics, COVID, etc. And we were so delayed in production mm. because of that. Luckily, not during production. Oh, luckily, not during production too much. Everything was just uh, a little slower. And so I think some of that is the, they had planned for reshoots, you know, and so he, he and and even Disney and Marvel are are probably just trying to say, hey, you know what? OK, yes, you heard that we are doing reshoots, but that that's already in our schedule, first off, to do some of these. And some of these are major because we needed to be able to do them right. And maybe we were rushed because, or, you know, or, or stunted because of just circumstances like COVID or anything else. And so we're now going back to that. So hopefully that that's mm. more of the case. And it's not, you know, there not there was a per, there was a problem with with the production. It was more so, hey, we just we really want to make sure that we're doing it right so that we can give you exactly what you were looking for versus you know, um, oh, this just turned out really poorly. I mean, obviously, we'll, you know, this could all be spin. We'll never really know, but. <clears throat> well, that's better news. Yeah. 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 yeah that's better, I think. Yeah. I hope that is the case. Um, and it doesn't get delayed again. Again. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that's tired now yes <laughs> <laughs> you got any um, more news 
Yeah, and it's more of I want because you're a gamer. Um, mm. I'm interested in your. I wonder if you're going to talk about what's on my news. <laughs> what? <laughs> there is. I I have a, a gaming oh, piece of well, news. Well, maybe it's the same thing. I don't know. We'll see. Well, maybe it's so, the same thing. So, yeah. um, it's going to be like a three prong type of thing, and it will sort of make sense, I think. Um, so okay. there have been some. Uh, some short videos been, that have been posted online of um, like The Last of Us. And it shows some key scenes right. where um, saying that it's it looks like, at least in these scenes, that they're being more faithful to the game, which I think is, again, you know, oh. like Doctor Strange trying to assuage the fans, trying to be like, hey, this, you know, we, we're we're not trying to do something that's going to feel cheap to you as the fans of the game. Um but yeah. then there is a a Halo movie, I think, or maybe it's a show that was announced. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's been in the works for years. I think that's Ridley Scott still, isn't it? Is it? I don't know now. I mean, it, I know they they have. Uh, uh, it was at one Pablo time, yeah. Schreiber, I think, as uh, as Master oh, okay. Chief now. Um, yeah. But then I saw Amazon is nearing a deal to create a mass effect show. Yeah, this was this was my okay. game, the mass effect one. I've yeah. never played that. What does uh yeah, mass effect it, trilogy is my like all-time favorite trilogy okay. of games. I've played them through 3 4 times. Um there, there are ways to help your characters survive, but you have to make them survive from game 1 and do the correct oh. things to have them survive at the end story at the end of oh. 3 uh, and it's very tricky to do you got to do it right got to make the right decisions if you say one wrong line of dialogue it could affect the whole game uh, the whole voice and choices that you make deciding whether you're going to be femme shepherd a female shepherd or male shepherd that also changes the oh. dynamic which is interesting there are romantic stories which uh you can end up having like sex scenes with uh, an alien uh lady or a male and it's very interesting because who knew that was a thing that needed to be done but it's it's an interesting storyline um when I heard the news of Mass Effect, I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be amazing. Amazon doing it. And the more and more I thought about it, I went, no, this is a mm. bad idea. Because it's a different type of game. It's not like The Last of Us. And also The Last of Us trying to be more authentic to the game is ridiculous. They need to do their own thing. Because, again, it's a cinematic story mm. game. We have incredible visuals in the game. Like their 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 budget is definitely much more than what HBO are giving to the series. One hundred percent. It's a, it was one of the biggest games and one of the most loved uh, original title, The mm. Last of Us. So that has me worried for one. But Mass Effect, your character you build, every single person that watches the TV series is a, is going to have an idea of what they think is their character. The decisions you make throughout the three games are integral to your experience as the adventure mm. you have in Mass Effect. So they needed to take a character that isn't the playable one in the Mass Effect world and do that story. But doing the Shepard storyline is dumb because basically you're saying, now this is your experience, this is what it is, and you have to stick to that. Why do that? I have the, the games to play. I can just go and experience that in a much more detailed and nuanced mm. way over 200 hours of gameplay 
with side stories and stuff where characters you're going to fall in love and be really upset when one of them dies. You're like, no, you know, you have your favorite characters that you're just like, I can't believe they've done this. Or something happens when the characters willingly sacrifice themselves and there's nothing you can do about it. You get so emotionally entangled to, to have that all one character make mm -hmm. one decision i i don't know how you justify that in a tv series makes it hard it sounds like it makes it hard to um for that then to resonate with people because like you play the game and if i played the game we could have completely separate experiences even though we maybe end up at the same spot and so our our whole take on the yeah. game becomes wildly different and yeah that make there's also two styles like massive different styles you can mm. play in so you can be the guy that makes all the good decisions oh, yeah. and gets everybody there and saves them but you can be the guy that is that makes angry decisions so he, all his decisions are thoughtful not necessarily bad but he will like a reporter's talking down at you and saying that you are responsible for something you can cleverly dissuade her through dialogue options or you can just punch her in the stomach and say, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. This is what the war meant. So it, it, he's a much more aggressive. But that's like two different yeah. styles and totally different. And I don't know how you relate that to TV. Yeah, that sounds like that would be difficult because, yeah, if I've chosen to play my character in that way, that is not going to resonate with the person who chose to play in the, the nice, more hero mode. So, yeah. At all. Uh, and... I don't see how you're going to then get millions of fans because it's one of the best well-known trilogies out there when it comes to gaming. Yeah, like do Mass Effect. There's such a huge world of story that you could do in the Mass Effect universe, but make it a different character. That would be your smartest. What move. about if they took a cue from some of Netflix's things and did it one of those choose your own adventures? That'd be amazing. That would cost a it lot would, of money. It would, yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, because that, that's what it sounds like. This, this, the game is set up to make a series. I mean, if you're going to make a series off of the game, that you would almost need to have that. Like, you know, character gets to this point, and then what do I do? But think of all the. I mean, good grief! You would have to film so many different. Yeah, but then again, wouldn't people just go and play the I, game when you could? Yeah, do yeah. Mm. I mean, if that's what it is, then yeah, you're, there's no real. There needs to be a justification for the series to exist. Yeah. And is somebody, I'm curious, is somebody as a, as a non-player like me, mm. what's going to be the hook? Because I don't even know really the storyline, you know, and maybe they'll, I mean, once no. we know, because this is just, they're just nearing the deal right now, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's away. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And I'm curious, I, I think it'll be interesting to see where this deal goes and what the production is for this because we will mm. already have had last of us then you know last of us will have yeah. come out maybe True. even this halo movie or show may have come out and so what if they're good there there'll be an audience which is a little less worried about their their favorite ips and again if lord of the rings tv series is good They'll be less worried about Amazon picking up an IT an IP like that because the series is like fully in production yeah. now, must be nearing its end for the first season at least, and that's been greenlit for another season or two or three actually. So, 
Uh, but I know they're moving the production of the Lord of the Rings set closer to the UK to save on costs and not filming it in mm. New Zealand anymore or something. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm wary on well, that one. Well, and that one's a, I mean, <laughs> come on. You have a perfect trilogy of film, you know, <laughs> the, with mm. with the original Lord of the Rings extended edition. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, but they're not doing, they're doing different stories. So okay. that's good. They're okay. not like, they're not going over the, the, this is set in between, I think the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. And it's all about the, the middle okay. age. Uh, and it's different characters as well, so it's not okay. Okay, then I'm I'm yeah. less worried than about that. I mean, I just yeah, they're doing their own thing. Yeah, it would be great, and I don't obviously I don't know much about this at all. Actually, I know nothing about it. So, um, but it would be <laughs> wonderful if they could get like the composer from it, so that you pull in oh, yeah. some of that score. You really to, feel yeah feel it. Yeah, yeah to tie it in, so sure. that um, I mean, obviously we're what 20 something year 20 years since uh fellowship came yeah, out it's not exactly um, new is it yeah it's it's crazy how right? old that is. yes oh. yeah. still so good still so good <laughs> all right I, I don't have any more news that was my that was my roundabout no that was yeah my last piece of news was the mass effect <laughs> and me grumbling about it so <laughs> Well done. All right. Well, awesome. Well, we have reached, I guess, the end then of, of our podcast. You know, if you ever have um, comments, questions, uh, anything like that, anything you want to chat to us about, you can always hit us up on Twitter at Best We Watched. Uh, our, our individual channels as well are, are totally there to, you know, comment on, give us your feedback. Uh, don't forget, we're doing our Die Hard Christmas special. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Is mm -hmm. Die Hard not a Christmas movie? Why? Why not? Um, yeah. So other than that, um, we mm. thank you for your support, uh, for listening to us, uh, for sticking with us. And don't forget also rate and review wherever you happen to listen to this podcast and then tell your friends too. That would be outstanding. So we hope you have a, a wonderful week and we will talk to you all next time. Bye.